We're very excited today. We're joined by Coach Mike Rayo from Brock University. Thank you very, thank you very much, Coach, for joining us. No worries. Glad to be here. So uh, let's get started with uh, when did basketball get into your life? Where did you grow up and, and how did that get going? Yeah, um, I grew up in a small town called Welland, uh, Welland Ontario. Um, just it's around Niagara Falls, St. Catharines, uh, Niag Niagara region. I really got involved in basketball. Um, I was a multi-sport kind of guy growing up, but uh, um, a local coach uh, kind of recruited it, recruited us in grade five and six, and uh, we played in the local church leagues here. And uh, so that's how we got started, just because I was Catholic. Our school, um, you know, we uh, we started a team, and I got involved then, and and then I moved on to high school. I went to a local public school here, and uh, at Eastdale High School, and then uh, I played there for four years. And uh, um, but uh, my main sport was soccer. So uh, then, when I graduated, I mean, I graduated. I went on to uh, Niagara College and Brock University, and while at Brock, I played on the on the soccer team there. I also played at a a pretty good level at, uh, uh, I played, then was the NSL, it was semi-professional league in St. Catharines, which was local, but it was soccer. But I always kept my foot into basketball. Uh, when I was, when I graduated um, from grade eight, from the church, church leagues in grade nine, they started a community league. So I got involved uh, first as uh, an official for half a year, and then one of the coaches kind of quit the Bantam team there, the great seven and eight team. And I don't know, it just piqued, piqued my interest. So I was 14 years old, just one year removed, and I was coaching these great seven and eight kids. So that's where my story really started. And I, I coached there for a number of years. And um, I started when, you know, when I was 14. And by 19, I got to know everybody. Uh, they gave me the, the local, well, you would call it a prep team, but an all-star team in our area and I just kept going from from there basketball became a love I continued to play soccer but basketball just became a love and I eventually spent more time with that and when I went to uh to university I graduated from teachers college and um the local catholic uh high school here which um I knew a lot of the uh administrators because we were all involved with community basketball and so they hired me on there and I coached their teams for 39 years uh, at Notre Dame College High School. So that's kind of my story until I went to Brock, until I went oh, to Brock. That's right, past 39 years at the same school, and you were a teacher there at the same time? Yeah, I was a teacher there for 32. Uh, I was a teacher there for 32. But uh, so when I was in university, they, um, um, they offered me the midget team. So I was like my first year of university, and – major basketball there was no prep teams or anything there so school was the primary um the primary basketball focus right so um um and they're they're pretty prom prominent in basketball here so anyway they gave me that team and the junior the junior team um for about five or six years and then when i graduated out of high school when i graduated from university um the principal john bel castro who i knew very, very well, just uh, he hired me and he, you know, he put me into the school and uh, I took over the basketball program there. So I started at junior and then I moved up to senior and I spent uh, 19 years at senior and about 15 at junior because we did have a pretty good basketball um, program there. So it was tough to, to step in like the school has only had 
in its 70 year history only had four, five now senior coaches. So it's, uh, you know, once you get there, you tend to stay for a long time. And, um, um, and so I've been out of that for two or three years, but you know, I've retired since, but I'm on to Brock then, you know, Fantastic. Then, so how, so the job that opens up at Brock, how, how do you get about, was it always something you wanted to, to do? Was it something you had in the back of your mind? How, how does that situation end up happening? Oh, well, that's, that's a difficult, that's a, not a difficult story, but, um, anyway, uh, um, I was in my last year of uh, teaching, my last two years of teaching, last year or two of te teaching. And I promised a junior coach because I knew it was like that. Um, a few years before, I said, listen, this is going to be my last year. I'll let you take over the program. Now, he had been at junior for about 12 or 13 years, which is a good stint. And he wanted a shot at the senior team. And um, I promised him a few years earlier, and I wasn't ready to I wasn't ready to get out of the game, but, um, what happened was, um, we had a chat and he kind of said, you know, Hey, I'm ready coach. And so I made a promise and I gave him the team, but I was still teaching. And then I tried to get on as his assistant, but he didn't want any part of it. And which is under understandable. I went to the junior junior coach and they were kind of filled to at the assistance level. I went to the girls' side and they were all filled. So you can imagine, uh, I was athletic director for the school. So I, I kind of called the shots, but nobody wanted me in to help them. So at that time, I said, okay. And so then I said, the only thing that was available was the soccer team, which was in March. So I took that, that over. But in the meantime, Charles Kissy, the local Brock University guy who, um, who was coaching the men's team, said, uh, call me, I knew him. And he said, hey, I heard you're not doing anything. I said, well, no, I'm not doing anything in basketball. I said, nobody really wants me. I said, I, I had an invite to go help a U9 boys team, U8 boy, boys team, which I was going to jump on for real. And he said, listen, come with me. So I jumped on the band bandwagon with him for a couple of years. The first year we did really well. The second year we went to the nationals. So with him, it was great. But then after the year, he kind of moved on. He he went to the 905 Raptors, right? And then there was uh, they were looking for a, for a coach, and I was his assistant, so I was up for the job, but with another guy. So anyway, they got it. They gave it to another guy, um, uh, Muddy Traveri from Toronto, which a great guy, great, great, great coach. Uh, you know, there was no no, uh, you know, I didn't feel any anything bad. I would have liked to have the team at that time, but. It didn't work out. He wanted me on his, his assistant, but I didn't want to stay on because I was too close with, with Kissy and Kissy was on an inter Like this guy was on an interim then to take over. So I didn't want to be the guy in between, you know, like, cause things go bad in basketball. You know that and they want to go bad. They go crazy. And so I didn't want to be that guy in between, Hey Mike, what's going on with the team. And then trying to have an allegiance with the head coach. I said, it's better off for me just to go. So I helped them with their summer program a bit. And on the, the school had fired the women's coach uh, a few months earlier. So this was August. They still hadn't hired anybody. So I think it was August 28th. I, I finished their camp. It was Friday, about 4 o'clock. I'm going up to pick up my stuff. And I'm, I said, thanks, guys. Thanks to everybody. I'm off. I'm retired. My wife books a trip to Portugal. And, 
going all over it. I had retired, so it was good. You know, I was in a good state, state of mind. And I'm just walking the hallways. I, I keep thinking, I just remember walking. And then all of a sudden, the athletic door opens. And they said, Mike, I need to see you. And I looked, I said, I'm looking up and down. There's nobody there, just me. I said, are you sh me? So I walked in and she just said, uh, Chris Gratelli, she just said, Mike, we want you to take over the women's program said, for the year. I said, oh my. So I didn't know what to say. I didn't expect it. I didn't know what to say. Obviously, other things fell through for him. Uh, I wasn't their first choice for sure. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't one of their top, probably two, three, or four for sure. Not even con con considered. So I called my wife and I said, listen, I have to talk, talk to my wife first. So we talked and, and uh, she kind of said, you know, you wanted to do this all your life, which I did, you know, but at that time I was, you know, late fifties. So uh, anyway, I said, okay. And I don't think they knew me as well as they thought because they said, just hang on to the year and uh, you know, then we'll find another coach. But then the basketball started to kick in for me. I started to do all the things I did in high school, you know, what I did with my program. And we started working incredibly hard and I didn't have time, time to recruit, but I went out and recruited our own school. I got kids off the, off the soccer fields. I got a couple of great athletes on the soccer field. I went into the residence and found a couple of big girls and had some tryouts and like, I'm just promoting. And so I, that's how I recruited just girls that were, that were there. And I, I had three or four gems there, you know, that came together with the existing team. And, you know, the buy-in was tough because they're looking at this old man, you know, and they're saying, well, like, what do you, you know, who are you? What do you do? You know? And so it took some time to convince them. And, but uh, the year was like fruitful. We didn't start off well, but um, they started to buy in and uh, I'm a lot old school. I got to tell you, but they started to buy in and uh, by mid season, we kind of hit a roll. We kind of, so we had some upsets and uh, we ended off the year 12 and 12 and 13, which was in fourth place. And we won a playoff game. So everybody was going crazy at the school because this team, it was came from ninth place. You know, we nothing like, no, like they were, disaster and so like things started turning around everybody started getting excited and you know before I knew I thought okay like you know while I was going through it there was some hard things and I said well you know I kind of sat down myself at one point and said you know I'm at the end of the year I'm probably going to get fired so you know so I can't be list list to anybody but myself so you know because people like everybody was trying to give me advice and they, they keep telling you, hey, this is not high school. This is university. This is the top of it. So I'm thinking, my only experience was with high school, but I did work a couple of years with Kissy, and I saw it. But you got to do it when you're a head coach. A lot different than when you're an assistant. And that's true because you don't have the responsibility. But I, said, I sat down, and I would just had a, just a, you know, a revelation at that point. I said, couldn't sleep. And I said, you know what? I'm going to get fired. So I'm going to do things my way. So I threw out everything that everybody gave me and went back to all my old stuff and just grew from there. And so it was, it turned to be, it, it for me, it turned out to be the turning point in the year with myself, with my kids, I, you know, with a girl's basketball, I could be myself and I'm just, I'm real old school. So, you know, I, 
I, you know, they, they sent me to, uh, cause when you teach, I never coached girls except for the ones soccer thing. They, okay, rail. They say, you can't say this, this, this. And I think I broke every rule in the first week. I, I broke them all, but the kids were endearing. They were great. They understood what I was saying, they understood how I was saying it. And, and my message came from, you know, from trying to get better and they bought in. And so we did well. And then at the end of the year, like they threw a three-year contract at me. He said, you got to stay, you got to go, you know? And so I stayed on with it. And, and then this year we added uh, one piece because even when I was recruiting, they had interim in, in uh, against my name. These girls I was recruiting, they'd look me up and say, interim. Well, listen, you're not even the real coach. They, they, they told, why would I come there? You're not even the real coach. Yeah, you're right. But I have to do my job. Yeah, you're right. But you know what? I intend to be here and blah 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 so it was hard you know but i did i did get one good one and a couple pretty good pieces i thought you know and we mixed that together with what we had and you know like this year happened and it just started to we just started to roll and you know the rest is kind of history oh well unbelievable i love it i love the whole thing so but let's let's break some of that stuff down what sure. what specifically did you have to go back to and you know, I, I talked to uh, a coach the other day who's coached guys and girls, uh, Rich Chambers, and I said, tell me the difference between high level at both ends. And, you know, he gave his answer. And so I'd like to hear your answer on that. What's the difference between high level guys and high level girls? You know what? The only th I treat them the same. Like when they said, okay, Mike, what's the I look at it as basketball, first of all. Uh, so – the difference I see with guy, guy, guys and girls, guy, guys play more above the rim and girls kind of don't. So I coached in a local high school here, but we always competed at a provincial level. So we always competed at, you know, against the St. Mike's, like, I don't know if you know, Eastern Commerce. Uh, we played against the top teams in, uh, you know, in Ontario. So Notre Dame were 45,000 people in Welland. You got to understand that. So I got to recruit my backside off to get every basketball player I can to come to our school. So it's hard because we're a small community. So I ran the local, I ran the community leagues and we ran it out of our school. So I was fortunate. So every kid that played ball came through our doors. So I made sure they saw our facility, our doors, our team. I know our, so these kids all came and thought, yes, this is what basketball is at Notre Dame. And this is what we did. So it, you know, and I went to go see him play the seven and eight, the great seven, seven and eights, the five and sixes. So our local thing in our own, like in our own gym, I had full access to him. I had, we put our coaches in place because they were, you know, I, uh, I put in the host league coaches and the Oscars. So I, I helped run the league with three or four other guys that were basically Notre Dame guys, right. And other community guys too, but uh, guys and, and, and girls. So I had access to it, but, my approach to it was is not any different like you say high level to me um i seek my teeth into individuals like i always work with individuals on getting their individual skills better for me it's passing dribbling shooting and i work predominantly with that the team concept is important like what you do x's and o's but every coach is different and all x's and o's work no matter what but they don't work if you don't have the individual skill so at our place uh, at Notre Dame, we always worked individual skills. So it was kind of a 12 month thing, you know, 
after our season, we had a AAU team that was not really AAU team, but only guys on my team. Cause I was not interested in coaching kids from other schools. I was not, that was not my interest. My interest was creating my own school, my own team. So we extended our, our, our year, but we always worked on a lot of individual things in the off season and in the, and during the season too. Um, our time was limited. When I got to university, that opened up for me a lot because I had all day to work with individuals and then at night. So for, uh, for me, it, it didn't matter if like we got, we got like three of our girls were, you got to understand three of our girls were rejects from other schools. One reject from Windsor, one came from Guelph, one came from, uh, one came from another school just wanted to be with us. Like they, they weren't, they weren't from other schools and they, you know, and they said, okay, you know, they weren't good shooters before, but uh, you, can you like every day we worked on shooting. I have my own process. I have my own way to do it. And, you know, I really in the seventies, eighties and nineties, I started in the seventies, eighties and nineties. I, I was fortunate enough to work under a guy, uh, Mike Daly with, from Niagara university and the NC two way with Pete Lonergan back in the day, cause they were recruiting some of our players. So I got to I I got to watch a guy. His name was Dick Bumgarten, and so he was a guy. Not too many people know about, him, but he worked with guys like Steve Alford, Chris Mullins. He worked on shooting. So I refined his skill back in the '80s and '90s myself, and so I built in my own kind kind of thing. But I was fortunate enough to go with Mike Daly, who was one of his top assistants at Nazareth College at that time after Niagara University. And I worked with him and he taught me a lot. And I just kept working and working and working with different, uh, with different athletes and, and uh, getting the shooting and the dribbling down and the passing, really the shooting. And so uh, I carried that on. So like for me, um, when I go and assess a player, um, if I, I, look, I look for different things in other coaches. Like they'll say, okay, she could shoot the ball. She could, you know, I don't worry about that too much because when I get her, as long as it's not complete, I can help her. Like I'm there for, for a reason. I got to be able to teach something. They put me there to do something, not to just, you know, to do nothing, you know? So, so we do that. And I, I like, I work hard, hard at that. And I don't like when you talk about elite and to me, it's a little bit of athleticism, but to me beyond that, I like a cerebral player. If I get a smart player that wants to work and kind of go, a lot of times that offsets a lot of the athleticism. And proof is in a, like this year. For sure, we didn't have the best collection of girls. Like there were five or six teams, maybe seven that had greater talent than our team. But nobody played harder than our girls. Nobody, nobody played as smart as our girls. You know, so that was kind of our key this year. 22 and six. I mean, it was a great season for sure. Um, has it helped in recruiting? Are you, are you looking at, are you seeing some players coming in that you, you're, you're excited about or are people paying more attention to what you guys are doing now? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Uh, I'm getting into uh, a lot of players are, are, are wanting to come on board and uh, you know, I, you know, I, uh, I generally speak with them and some, I think uh, a couple girls from Montreal uh, a girl from Calgary, which I really like. Uh, um, I was, you know, investigating your program too. There was a, I got a lot of interest from, uh, 
from Vancouver, five or six girls from Vancouver, four or five maybe, maybe I'm exaggerating that. So I've talked to, uh, you know, in that respect. So yeah, there's been a lot of interest in the school. Uh, people kind of know who I am now before they say, you know, I'd say, hey, I'm Mike Grail from Brighton. And they say, uh, okay, they talk for a couple, who are you again? What's your name? And then I say, well, it's Mike Grail. What school are you at? Like, you know, I never heard of you. Okay, Brock University. And, you know, I go through it and I was patient. But this year I was say, hey, hey, coach, how you doing? Well, I think I got a player for you. So, you know, so that's kind of turned it around a bit, you know. Uh, um, so for me, yeah, I mean, the, the, the media part of it has really uh, put some light into our pro program and it's making it easier for me to get players. Like this year, I have, like, my girls are kind of nervous. Like, I've got a lot of returnees, only lost, like, two or three. And, I mean, we're up to 24, 25 that just want to try out. That's apart from open trials and, and stuff. So we're getting in on these Zoom calls, and, you know, I don't feel like if a girl wants to come and her program is there, pretty good ball player, and I say, hey, listen, really I can offer you a trial we'll see if we can get you something but you know and they and after talking you know a couple of girls said I'm coming I'm coming like one girl was really said you know she floored me I didn't even recruit her but she called she emailed me I saw her tape she was good I talked to her we had a good hour conversation I said well think about it and she called me back an hour later she goes she goes didn't even call me coach because I don't go by I go by rail anyway so she said listen rail I'm coming to your school. I said, are you sure? She goes, yeah. And not only am I coming, I'm going to try out. I'm going to make your team. I said, well, oh, okay. She goes, not only am I going to make your team, I'm going to be your starting guard. I said, holy mackerel. What? What's going on? So I said, you know what? Good luck. And so I, I don't feel like I'm in a position to refuse anybody that wants to come and try out. And, you know, really playing for our team is not really up to me. You know, if they show well and they do well, I, I can't deny them. You know, if they play well, like, you know, I'm, I'm the last guy to, to, to deny them. If, if you deserve a place on this team, you worked hard, like, man, you're going to get it. And so that's, that's the position I take. Um, and I'll help them. You know, I help them with that. So, uh, like, I, like, I've been for, fortunate. Like, this year's team, they, you know, they fell into kind of, it's not been, I'm not authoritarian. I'm not that, you know. I don't, I work for the priests my whole life. They hired me. So my vocabulary, my vernacular is very sane. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, a, a swearing individually. And I don't, you know, the most I'm going to do is say, if I'm that mad at you, I'm going to get you off the floor and sit down. And then that's it. You know, but other than that, like my kind of methods are more, uh, I think they're, Sometimes they're biting in the respect that I, I, you know, they're more humorous. Like I'll make a comment, you know, and, and so they, you know, I often make the comment with the girl when she doesn't get things after we, I said, you know what, it's like 51st States all over again. And then they, and now the girls are too young because they don't know the movie. Right. So I said, listen, that old. They gotta go watch the culture. Now, last, last question for you. I, I see your coaching staff. You've got quite a few people that work with you. How did you how do you how do you formulate putting your coaching staff together and, and how did that come together? What was what was your thought process behind it? And and tell me about tell me about them a little bit. Yeah, I I, I wish you I can tell you that there's uh that it was methodical and then there was uh that there was a 
big plan and there was it was uh kind of uh put together but no it wasn't uh i had an assistant this year who i lost who was my ex-player it was very very good his name was cedric Casango, but he moved on to other things which is which is good um but uh i needed another assistant and what i did i, I reached back into my my bag of friends from if you can believe this from elementary school so his name is Rick Lestraco. So he just came back into town. He had been involved in basketball, so he knows it. So uh, I plucked him. He's uh, he's older than I am, but he's a real loyal guy, and he's good. He knows the game. So I thought he fit well. Um, so he's with me. I, I am looking for a good woman. But to me, I got to kind of know there's no real process, but I've got a couple good students who are really interested in the game that have been coming out with me. So I kind of elevated them. So really my other two assistants are senior students that have really taken an interest in our team and what we're doing and have a great interest in that. Matthew Tang was one, Aiden Kane and uh, Ginny. Um, what's her last name? I just call her Ginny, but Ginny, uh, uh, that's, Cape, Ginny Cape. How'd you know that? I got the, I got the internet here with me. Thanks. Well, so Ginny Cape. So they've really take, taken an interest and uh, see how my mind is kind of lost, but they've really taken an interest and that's become my group. I so, love it. And you know what? I think um, I saw a thing from Bill Belichick. He said the number one thing I look for in a coaching staff is talent density. You know, I'm not looking for, I don't need 12 people. I need the people I got need to be able to, to do what they're supposed to do and the talent that they have needs to be tight and we all got to be on the same page. And if you got that, you can take care of anything. So clearly it worked, whatever you did, it worked this year. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us. I'm excited to watch your team. I'm going to, I'm going to keep track of you guys. I, I, I love what you guys are doing. Obviously it's a, it's a great story. Um, coming from recruiting, you know, it, you should look up Scott Rourke out in Oregon state. His, his uh, story is surprisingly very similar to yours. Um, Scott, Scott who? Rourke, the head coach of Oregon State. Uh, when he came in, they were the worst team in the country. Um, and before he knew it, they were making uh, the Elite Eight and stuff. And he, he, his first year, he had to take kids off the soccer team. And he went walking around. And same exact same story. It's kind of fun. But one of the things that's been cool doing these interviews with, with all these different coaches and players and stuff is – the, the process is like this. You never know how you're going to get to where you get to, and you just got to keep working. And, and you're clearly uh, a, a great example of just putting the work and the results to take care of themselves. So thank you very much, Coach, for joining us. We really appreciate it, and we'll get this thing up for everybody. Thank you. Well, I appreciate it. Hey, best of luck with your program, and uh, hopefully I can uh, poach a player or two in the future. Already, already, anytime. Yeah. I'm always recruiting, no matter we're what. We're supposed to be in Montreal this year, but obviously that got canceled. But we're going to come back next summer. We're going to Montreal next summer. We'll make sure you have you. Yeah, for sure. That would be great. And if you're ever playing anything in uh, Niagara, there's a lot of teams here. A lot of I can hook you up with uh, some teams, some some games. It's uh, not a problem. Not Thanks, a problem. sir. Have a great day. Enjoy your week. Thank you.